0: Welcome to Matos Live, recorded in front of a live audience. We're at the Brink Lounge, 701 East Washington Avenue, right down the hill from the Capitol Building in Madison, Wisconsin. We're your hosts. I'm Mary Gaines, and this is Chris Wagoner.
1: Thank you for coming tonight. Uh, As a musician, entertainer, and international educator, Mr. Robert One Man Johnson has spent most of the last three decades in the Middle East and Far East, uh, released 11 recordings, Appeared on NPR's A Prairie Home Companion five times and opened for a who's who of national blues and rock artists. And now he's here to play for you. Thank you for coming here tonight, Mr. Robert One Man Johnson. Thank you.
2: (laughs) Baby. Put your pretty little hand in. Today will be sweet sunshine. Now I take you to the movies. I might even pay your way. We'll buy some popcorn and I'll kiss your blues away. We'll sit up in the balcony and pitch a little woo. We don't need no instructions, cause we know what we should do, baby. Put your petit little hands. We live Kissing and a hug And giving All we have to give Baby
3: so very much. Mr. Robert One Man Johnson. Thank you so much. Well, I'm uh, glad to be here in Madison. It's been a long time. I used to come around here quite a bit and, uh, in the 70s and 80s, yep. but uh, then we started living overseas and uh, didn't get much chance to get back to Madison. Town's changed a little bit. Mm-hmm little less snow this year it seems like. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. So
1: you, you're based you're based in, in Iowa City now but you actually uh, kind of came up here and uh, you were born in Wisconsin.
3: Right? Yeah I'm born yeah. in Wisconsin Rapids Wisconsin Okay. Oh, yeah. and then uh, my family moved up to Rhinelander when I was about two I guess and then I graduated Rhinelander High School went to school at University of Wisconsin Eau Claire got my degree there and And then uh, met a wonderful woman from Iowa City and suddenly I'm a Hawkeye instead of a Badger. Just like that. It's the magic of the Big Ten, you know?
1: Yeah. And you guys have been married, I I did my arithmetic, just uh, about 40 years last year, right? Yeah, four years ago. All right. That's awesome.
3: Forty years with a musician is so some some sort of record, I believe. Is it?
1: Yeah. We always joke about it because we married we each married musicians. You know, we go, "What the hell were we thinking?" You know? yeah. We need to adopt an adult with a day job. That's what we need. to do. But for those of you listening out there, and and uh, maybe not watching watching video of some sort, um, Robert One Man Johnson is called one man for a very good reason. If you thought he was with a band, no, he's
0: he is he's the not.
1: band. He yeah. is the band. And this pedal, the, the bass thing is extraordinary. It's, uh, I think some of the audience can't quite make it out, but it, it's parts of a piano. It looks like organ pedals, but you fashioned this whole thing yourself, right? Yeah,
3: I made it. Uh, this is, uh, I think this is number 14. I made my first one um, shortly after listening to Jesse Fuller, uh, the lone cat for, who wrote the San Francisco Bay Blues. Uh, he appeared at a little coffee house I was running in Eau Claire, back in uh, 1966, and I thought that would be something I would like to do, and first started out with a sort of an electronic foot uh, base unit, but uh, I wasn't satisfied with the sound, so I built a gigantic acoustic one that went into a huge packing crate, and uh, uh, United Airlines managed to crush it uh, when I was on my way to play in Chicago, and so I started researching how to make them smaller, more portable, and a little bit... Uh, uh, how can I say hardy? Yeah. And so this is the one I like best right now. I've got a couple more that I'm working on, but they're different sizes and shapes and stuff. It, it
1: sounds great. It's really interesting, so it's actually uh, well, are they bass strings or piano strings? Uh, I right use an
3: electric guitar, bass guitar, round wall okay. strings. Okay. I find that they work better. Uh, I have to cut the ends off them and do some kind of handwork with them, but it, it, it seems to work there. I think the scale length on this one is about 31 inches or something like that. Yeah. Hey,
1: could you, would you mind
3: uh, sure. playing that just by
1: itself for a second? Right.
3: It's just kind of a... I I've envisioned it as sort of like a percussion instrument, like a kick drum with 12 notes to it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: And sometimes I get a feeling like I'm playing bass lines and I try to think like Willie Dixon might be playing with Muddy Waters or something yeah. like that. But uh, the point is it's a counterpoint to this cymbal. <laughs> over here so that's the way it works
1: you've probably been doing this for so long so you probably not may not remember when this when the transition happened but how long did it take you to like get all that together was it was that uh, difficult
3: it was quite difficult uh and it took a long time and uh, as i'm fond of mentioning my wife endured some pretty horrible uh repetitive practice moments uh, uh, but uh, eventually i got so that i feel comfortable with it it's uh, uh, the first thing to do is I wanted just to play the root notes. Then I played the root in the five uh, I don't read music, so that's all I know how to say but uh, and then I started making up different patterns for different styles of music and, mm-hmm. and trying to um, feature it a little bit and uh, my newest album, which I just finished up uh, uh, the guy that did the recording did a great job of making sure that it was prominent which is something that I always wanted it to be a prominent yeah, part yeah. of the mix. So, yeah.
1: so it's dangerous curves. It just came out 2013. Yeah,
3: right? brand new. Yeah, it's called soft, soft shoulders. shoulders. Dangerous curves. Dangerous. Yeah. I'll do that one a little bit later. Okay. I, I play that on the on the metal body guitar. So, so uh, let me do a little tune uh, called uh, the the flusteration blues. Um, um, I got a phone call uh, interview the other, and a guy asked me. He said. Uh, uh, do you play the same kind of music as you used to 40 years ago? And I said, no, uh, m- music has changed for me a little bit. Uh, it it f- kind of functions around getting older, uh, infirmity and also the fact that after 40 years, I still don't understand uh, the, uh, the mind of, uh, of a woman or my wife, especially. And, <laughs> and so I, I made this one up for all the guys. It's called mm-hmm. Flustration Blues.
2: Sometimes she says yes When she really means no Sometimes she says stop When she really means go man go She got me so confused I got the frustration blues She says come on over here When she really means please stay away It's so unnerving I never know what she's the flusteration blues Talk is cheap Now honey, have you heard? When it comes to making love Inaction is louder than words Sometimes she will And then she won't Sometimes she says Do that again, and then She says don't, baby, don't Baby, don't. She got me so the flusteration blue With love and affection, you give a ball for the blue. Sometimes she says, Uh uh-uh, uh honey. And then she says, Alright. And then she says, Slow down, daddy. We got all night. She got me so confused. I got the flusteration, and I'm filled with consternation. I got the flusteration, blues.
1: Is that on your? Is that on your album with the same name? Is that on? Yeah, yeah,
3: that's a, uh, from an album I did um, about five years ago, I guess yeah. it was. I recorded part of it in uh, in America and part of it in Japan. Yeah. So, so,
0: so how was it? Um, obviously, you probably performed in these other countries. We've got Turkey, Japan, Saudi Arabia, China, and Thailand.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, it's an interesting thing. When we first moved to Istanbul in uh, 1983. My thought was I was going to have to buy Turkish instruments and try to learn how to play Turkish music, but it was exactly the opposite. As soon as I got to town, uh, people wanted to hear what I had to say and what, what I played. They wanted to hear the blues uh, especially, and uh, uh, they all wanted to play their kind of styles. And so I met an incredible uh, guitarist named Erkan O'Ur, who's a fretless yeah. guitar player. He plays like, instead of an oud, he plays electric guitar with no frets on it. And he uh, he played on it. I um, I had a great time everywhere I went, um, finding musicians to, to work with and that were interested in my music. And so I did a bunch of recordings in in Istanbul and um, um, Japan and, and around. You know, Bangkok. I was our last posting, and I played a bunch of clubs there. I didn't get to do any um, recording with anybody, but I did play with a lot of musicians.
1: You were overseas for was it? Were you teaching? What were you?
3: We're teaching. Uh, I taught um, um, middle school language arts okay. to, te- to students learning English for the first time. Mm-hmm. My wife is um, an art teacher who taught uh, photography and uh, all, all the various media of arts. Uh, and so we traveled around and wherever we could find those jobs yeah. uh, in accredited American high school systems, but abroad. So it was pretty yeah. neat.
1: You spent, uh, in that str- long, fairly long stretch that you were all over the place, you spent only four of those years here, back here, yeah. right? So. Yeah,
3: I, we came back for a couple of years. I did my MA in uh, linguistics at uh, uh, University of Iowa. Yeah. And then came back another time, and um, I did uh, worked for the University of Iowa with some sort of uh, Japanese student exchange program for a while. But basically, we were gone for... Twenty-eight years, I think, wasn't it? <laughs> wow! Something like that. Was it
1: culture shock at all coming back?
3: The biggest culture shock, of course, is not going over there. It's coming back to the states after yeah. you've been gone. You walk back, and it's it's a, it really isn't an, an adaptation to try to to come back to America after being gone so yeah, long. But man. we figured it out. We're happily retired now for the last couple of years, and just loving it, living in Iowa City, yeah. and. And traveling around a little bit in the states.
1: Before I forget, because um, we we have I think some of the same friends in in Western Wisconsin, Eau Claire area, et cetera, But Ercon um, we've known for a while. Actually, we don't know him personally, but we were introduced to him. Did you bring him back? Because he was here, right? He actually yeah, he lived came here and for a while. lived with
3: us for a while uh, okay. in Iowa City, and uh, we introduced him to the music scene in Iowa City. And then after that, he went out, played in New York a little bit for a while, and uh, and now he's extremely famous throughout Europe, okay. and has some wonderful wonderful albums, and, and if you ever feel like exploring uh, uh, something you've never seen before on, on your YouTube channel, Erkan, Yeah he's f- one of the greatest, uh, most unique guitarists in the world. Totally, uh,
1: like and scalloped and fret, or fretless
3: yeah. It was electric. like a
1: seven
0: string, wasn't it?
3: Seven. He's got all kinds... Of, okay. That's the only
0: got, one I've it ever heard really. about so. an, an in Eau Claire, Indian yeah. Santana, or yeah, something, right. yeah, just very... very <laughs> yeah, very, yeah right. something like that, Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But we're here with mr robert one man johnson here tonight and you can go if you want to find out more about him uh, house dog music i believe is the yeah, website house dog music
3: that's it www.housedogmusic.com i guess is how we do that well as i mentioned before i do these so- songs that have to do with uh, um, different kinds of uh, situations in my life and this is one i i, I it's on the new album and I, I i kind of have fun with it at age 70 now I've sort of collected a list of all the uh, uh, infirmities that I've encountered. (laughs) In fact, not even all of them, (laughs) but some of them. And uh, so I made up this song about hypochondria, and I want to share this with you for sure.
2: (laughs) I got arthritis. I got chronic bronchitis. I got tingling fingers from acute tendonitis. I got nighttime acid reflux, heartburn and digestion I'm squirting stuff in my nostrils for the sinus congestion Tracheitis. My nose. doctor said, son, you appear to be a pretty sickly son of a gun Think that diagnosis, it's all in your mind It's my prognosis that you're gonna be fine Well, I'm up all night With affairs of the prostate I try to be patient But the equipment won't cooperate tunnel syndrome. It's a pain in the wrist. It hurts to play the guitar. I can't even make a fist. I'm a hypochondriac, it's true. But I could never get sick of you. Well, my friend said, chill, brother, I got a keep you up all night. A little bit of love and gonna make you feel right. I got a pain in my shoulder. Could be my rotator cuff. It sucks to get older. Enough is enough. No coffee, no carbs. No booze So many bottles of pills I don't know which ones to choose I'm a hypochondriac, it's true But I could never
1: Let's do another one.
3: Oh yeah. Okay. Let me uh, change harmonicas. Here. I got one that uh, that I like uh, a lot. It's called "Put Your Money Where Your Mouth Is," and uh, I made this one up. A, a British friend of mine uh, had. A, I realized uh, that he had completely different uh, expressions. That they were almost the same as what we use, but slightly different. So, for example, uh, we would say somebody gave us a dirty look, he'd say somebody gave him a filthy look. And so that was one of his expressions. But the one I liked especially was, uh, he would, his little daughter, he would say, give us a kiss. You know, we don't, not give me a kiss, give us a kiss. And I thought that was kind of a, kind of a neat statement. So I made this little tune up here. <laughs>
2: was free You can prove it now Give your love to me And put your money where your mouth is Let Put your money where your mouth is your money where your mouth is. so much.
1: Yeah. You've been on, uh, on Garrison Keeler's show, on mm-hmm. uh, Prairie Home Companion on National Public Radio, five times, and, and he's, it's great to hear. You know, I know there's been a lot of speculation over the year, last, whatever, 10 years or so. It's like, man, when is this guy going to retire? I was really glad to hear him kind of come out not too long ago and say, you know, I think um, I'll just kind of keep doing this as long as I can.
3: You know, <laughs> it's uh, just the kind of the way I am. Well, it's interesting you'd mention that Garrison is a month younger than I am. So, just <laughs> be aware.
1: Well, he's a man of words too. I mean, he yeah. loves the stories, obviously. Um, so, you guys must have really hit it off. I mean, you, 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 the the stories that you tell. I mean, where you've been. He must have been really enamored of that.
3: Well, I don't. You know, he started playing um, uh, my f- very first album that I made in uh, 1976 on his morning radio program at 6 till 7 in the morning. It was a, the original Prairie Home Companion. Oh, okay. was really kind of for farmers getting up to milk their cows yeah. almost, you know. <laughs> uh, and then um, um, later on, I, I got booked on to the show. And um, over the years, I, I did, um, like I said, five shows. But it has been a while since I've had contact yeah. with him. And hopefully he can... Uh, I sent him a new, the copy of the new, new disc, and hopefully yeah. he'll, uh, he'll uh, have me back on. I, That'd I be bet he nice. will, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm kind of hoping that when I get to your age, I'll be that good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Same with Garrison Keillor. Yeah, it's awesome.
3: Well, when I was doing this coffeehouse thing and Jesse Fuller came to town um, to play uh, in Eau Claire, he was 70 at that particular point, and he had just driven from Oakland, California, all the way to Eau Claire, Wisconsin, sleeping in the back of his Nash Rambler, with his all his equipment and foot piano and everything there, and um, like I said, he was seventy at the time, and uh, he was uh, just a very vibrant performer. He only lived for about uh, maybe six years more, I think, after that. And I'm I'm hoping I can beat his record for sure. <laughs> but uh, uh, one of the stories I tell people is that um, Jesse was on stage at our our little club, which is uh, uh, just a little storefront place on down on Water Street, and. Uh, He was on stage trying to make his presentation, and a guy in the audience, a true fan, who knew all of his repertoire, everything he'd ever done, kept yelling out songs for Jesse to play. And uh, he meant it as a compliment, but of course, any musician gets on stage, they want to play the song they want to play when they want to play it, or they maybe already have a set list made up, what they want to do. And this guy was kind of bothering Jesse, and finally Jesse turned over to him, and he looked at him, and he said, I ain't no monkey on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that, that phrase, uh, that's it. that pointed phrase stuck with me for a real long time, and I think it was almost 20 years later I, I wrote a song called I Ain't No Monkey on a Stick, and that's the one I'd like to do for you next, cool. if it's okay. okay. And I uh, kind of was trying for a kind of a calliope, kind of a circus kind of a feeling. So...
2: I ain't no monkey on a stick I ain't no puppet on a string You snap your fingers and expect me to jump I ain't about to do no such thing I ain't no monkey on a stick I ain't no lion in the zoo I ain't no dancing bear on your chain What is up with you? you you're living in a dream Trying to fit me in your scheme Like I've already stated I won't be manipulated I got no trouble with my self-esteem I ain't no monkey on a stick I ain't no parrot in a cage I ain't no prancing poodle on your leash No actor on your stick be the boss. Throwing stones in a house of glass. I ain't no monkey on a stick. I ain't no monkey on a stick. The situation is making me sick. I ain't no monkey on a stick. and jive trying to keep
0: Good. I know we've all had Thank you. those feelings at times, and I've never come up with something that was. I usually just keep my mouth shut because I can't think of anything polite to say.
3: <laughs> well, actually, I get along real well with my wife. So you know that yeah. song was just for the general oh, yeah. ethos oh, oh, yes. of, of the world. Yeah.
0: <laughs> sure, yeah,
3: And she's sitting right
1: here in the front row too. So that's right.
3: I ain't scared. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah Yeah, well I was uh, playing music in a bar in Rhinelander, Wisconsin uh, uh, One night a guy came in Sitting at the end of the bar And he was watching me play And uh, he sat there for quite a while And then I took a break He went out to his car And he came back in And he gave me this guitar And said, here, take it, man Enjoy it Was that Craig Stites? That was Craig Stites, yeah is it really? So you know the story. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I tell this story wherever I go because it's a, it's, in a way, it's kind of a, a, a tribute, a humanity tribute. I mean, people don't do that sort of stuff, but Craig did. And uh, I've kept in touch with him and emailed him. And he, uh, I went up to Rhinelander for my 52nd high school reunion and booked a gig at the local bar mm-hmm. called Sackett's Bar and Grill in Rhinelander. And um, there comes Craig, who i hadn 't seen in 30 some years, and uh, we talked and chatted and hugged and shook hands, and I showed him that the guitar was still rocking, you know so it 's a third neck on it, and it 's been crushed by the airlines on the way to Japan and, and <laughs> repaired and everything but for a while it was a headless instrument with tuners at the bottom it's been through a lot of different things, but it's a it's a one of those true gifts that you don't want to part with for sure so you tell uh, craig you you've seen me play and i mentioned his name all right uh, i hope so yeah he took a bunch of pictures we never get them anyway um i'll do this one for you once again a song about getting older uh, um uh, i'm starting to get a little follically challenged myself My, Uh, looking around the room and there's more than one person. And then of course with age comes the waistline, the burgeoning waistline. And so I'm not sure where this line came, uh, but it came to me uh, and the song came to me very easily and very quickly. One of those songs that sort of writes itself and it's called Thin on Top and Thick in the Middle. (laughs) It's a sing-along and you don't have to fit either one of those uh, demographics to sing this song. Pretty simple. See if you can pick up on it and join me, all right? Time
2: goes by and people change The features start to rearrange The question is when does this stop getting thick in the middle and thin on top. Thin on top, thick in the middle. I used to have a lot, but now there's not much more than a little. I used to have a little
1: For some reason, I thought that you um, didn't have a lot of hair and actually was growing back because we'd never met before. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's all in perspective. So we, years ago, it was the early 90s, I think we, we first learned about you. We used to play in a band called The Common Faces. We'd play down in Iowa City a lot at the Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And we just stopped back there fairly recently. We were playing with our friend Whitney Mann and, and ran into you at Downtown Bills, really neat venue down there, uh, opening for the Fairlings, a wonderful Iowa City band and you were sitting in the back row and we'd never met but for some reason I sat down next to you and I had something maybe I'd seen your picture or something but I was like, is that Robert One Man Johnson? I literally, and I think I asked you yeah, and you said yeah. He and was uh, whispering and whispering said, in my ear for I quite a while, that's, well.
3: you know, that's <laughs> Robert One yeah. Man
1: Johnson I think, ask him, she was like, ask him ask him. So,
3: well it definitely yeah, was cool. uh, serendipitous because it's really great to be here in Madison yeah. and playing with you guys so Yeah. Thank you. Well, you.
1: Thank, thank you, thank you for coming thanks
0: for coming, yeah, yeah.
1: Really
3: wonderful. Anyway, uh, have I got time for a couple more? Absolutely, you bet. All right, good. The lights do things to metal guitars. The airline
1: seems to have a thing.
3: They've got something out for you. Yeah. (laughs) I think I'm closer. Well, this one I made up, um, uh, it's called... uh, with or Without, um, it's a, a song about relationships, and uh, um, I'm starting to get a theme going here. I mean, my wife is going to say, what, what's going on here? <laughs> but I, uh, when, I, when I selected these songs tonight, I, I, I had a kind of a sort of an idea in mind. Uh, but um, when I first wrote this song, I, I wrote it actually from a feminine standpoint, and I recorded it, and I was hoping that Bonnie Raitt might consider doing it. So, you know, I, I wrote it... Uh, from a, as, as a song a woman would sing uh, and then I didn't hear anything about that so I said well heck with that I'll sing it so I changed it back to a masculine viewpoint um, that you know it's all just got to do with pronouns and then I figured well wait a minute and so I j- changed it to either way I mean I just changed the pronouns There's, so this is for anybody
1: You mentioned uh, Bonnie Raitt. You wrote that for Bonnie. You've opened for uh, um, <laughs> a lot of uh, interesting people. Including Bonnie Raitt, her, including her, Dr. John, Muddy Waters, Dave Van Ronk, Leon Redbone, Mose Allison. Just bought a Mose Allison album the other day that I've uh, Captain Beefheart, John Prine. The list goes on. Another one, Corky Siegel. We're yeah. here, and you did a, a nice interview today with our friend Jim Schwal, who's yeah, in the yeah. audience here. And Jim, from, of course, from the Siegel-Schwal band, right. and has as his show, uh, For the Sake of the Song, on WORT, 89.9 Great, here. Yeah. But Corky, how do, you, how do you know Corky?
3: Well, I got uh, my booking agent hooked me up, and I uh, did, uh, I must have been 20 jobs with him um, all the way out to the Pacific Northwest, and I played with him a bunch of times in, in Chicago area, and also uh, Milwaukee, around, yeah. so... Quite a few times I've had a chance to work with Corky. And I, I was telling Jim today, I thought it was pretty strange that we had never met before, but finally did. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, <laughs> great. Had a good interview this morning with him, and, uh, and uh, it's great to see him show up for the gig.
1: Yeah, and then hit the road. Yeah. You have, uh, I must have, must have some amazing road stories. You go to housedogmusic.com. Poetry, you've got some interesting poetry on there, and, of course, great stories from... Uh, from your trips they're all not even road stories they're just you're you're there it's from your residencies and
3: yeah i've collected uh, you know just the stuff i write is just little short pieces but yeah i kind of wanted to share some of the things that marge and i experienced all, yeah. all these years and uh, there have been some unusual situations that we've come across and uh, i just posted a couple more today as a matter of fact and uh, I like to write poems, although my poems often turn into songs. Yeah. I don't usually write standalone poems. I communicate with my friend Mitch Laroe, who's from Madison. He he writes poetry, and uh, we send each other poems every once in a while and, and stuff. But um, like I said, most of I start a, a poem, and somehow or another, it usually ends up just being a song. You know, yeah. yeah. So that's the way it is. Do
1: you, so you do that sometimes. You, you you then take those lyrics and say, I just you hear a melody and I just just set it to music. Yeah, can't can't stop it. It seems
3: to be kind of an addictive sort of thing. I like to have them just stand alone as poetry, but they end up feeling like a song.
0: Do you think you'd ever publish a book that had all your lyrics and poems? Nah. Just you buy should, the y- y'all
3: should
1: definitely go to the website housedogmusic.com. You can find out also discography, a whole bunch of albums from 1976 on. Chevrolet Panel Truck Blues was a very popular one early on. Um, Soft Shoulders, Dangerous Curves, the new one just out in 2013, 2013 is available hard copy. And also, you can you obviously can download it
3: online. People are starting to download it. I, I just got a friend of mine in Japan just wrote me. He said he downloaded it. Yeah. Another person in Taiwan and stuff like that. So hopefully, you know, I mean, people don't buy CDs so much anymore. Yeah. Although I do have uh, nine of them for sale here <laughs> tonight, <laughs> you know, great. if you're interested in <laughs> all. Uh, but I did want to play uh, as a final song yes. the title song, Soft Shoulders and Dangerous Curves. Okay. Can I just tell the little story behind it? Yeah, please. Please. Uh, I was driving from Eau Claire, Wisconsin, to play a gig in uh, Duluth, and uh, this is a true story. Um, um, uh, I, I reckon it was right up by Rice Lake or something. The road crew was doing some work on the highway, and they'd put these two signs up. The top one said, Soft Shoulders. And the under, un, one underneath said dangerous curves. That's too good. And I, I, I mean, <laughs> what, what could I do? You know? yeah. it, it only took about, I reckon it only took about 30, 40 minutes yeah. for me to get this tune. But well, you uh, needed to because there are other songwriters probably right. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's one
0: behind yeah. you, yeah, one yeah. in front of you.
3: Yeah. Anyway, I got to it first. Um I was going to say, uh, um, I, I like playing blues on this, uh, this guitar, it's made for the blues, but you know, for years I, I played five string banjo, and so uh, in open G tuning I often resort to those kind of banjo licks, and so it seemed appropriate with, for this uh, particular song to put in a kind of a banjo lick.
2: Eating on my mind and working at my nerves, cause all those highway signs they remind me of her. Thinking about those soft shoulders and dangerous curves, all alone and lonesome, rolling down the road. Back home in Wisconsin, I know it's freezing cold. Here in Louisiana, my reg is running right. Lord, I'd love to live night. Think about those soft shoulders and dangerous curves eating on my mind and working at my nerves. All those highway signs remind me of her. Thinking about those soft shoulders and dangerous curves. I just passed a driver in a no passing zone. So disconnected from these hours all alone If baby was here with me She could set me straight Two more days, boys, I can hardly wait He tore up ahead. I wished I was home. and horns are honking like a stock car race In my mind my memory is fixed upon her face Traffic on this interstate about to make me cry But our northbound signs reflected in my eyes Thinking about those soft shoulders And dangerous curves hitting on my mind And working at my nerves Cause all those highway signs remind me of her Think about those Soft shoulders and those dangerous curves
3: Thanks folks, thank you very much
1: Mr. Robert One Man Johnson Woo!
3: Thank you, you kindly you.
1: Go to housedogmusic.com his new, his new CD, Soft Shoulders, Dangerous Curves You can find out how to get a hold of that there We'd
0: like to give special thanks to Andy LaValle from Bear Sound, our technical producer and recording engineer, Taylor Ryan, our audio intern and front-of-house engineer, Kyle Austin, our video intern, Alice Dusler, our camera operator, the Brink Lounge, WORT, (laughs) 89.9 FM, and thanks for listening.